Yeah, I think we, we set it for that, though, didn't we? Oh, did we? Right. Yeah, I think we agreed not to um, <laughs> time is... go to half hour thing. Okay, well, I... Get that keep of what I will want. tell. Well, now that I know that we have more, even more listeners, including yeah. my Aunt Carmel. Carmel oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. But yeah. Um, I will record now. I will time this now, just so we're aware. And your your folks are probably listening. Oh, yeah, my parents. Mary What's your and mom's Hubie. name? Mary, Mary and, and Hubie. Hubie might be listening. That's great. Hopefully. <laughs> so you'll be on your best behaviour now. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, we're going to talk about two different things that yes. have very, have got, both have got quite controversial reviews. Well, yeah. one more so than the other. One is on Just Like That, and the other is The Idol. Yeah, we've already talked about Just Like That series one. Yes, so, so this is season two, season two. And this is season one of The Idol. Which yeah. I've watched two episodes and you've watched I've watched five, five which is the whole season. season one. But season five. two has started, hasn't it? I don't know. So I think it has. Oh, I think has season it? Two's okay, just started. There's been so much controversy about it, I don't even know if it's going to be season two. That's what I heard. I, but for some reason, I thought season two had just well, started. I could be wrong right, about that. Right, okay, well, maybe. I was check. wondering, should we, because I have a feeling that we might have less, a little bit less to say about and just like that, so maybe we should do that first. Yeah, let's, let's talk about okay, that. Okay, perfect. Right, so Anna, here is Will... <laughs> <laughs> a very with quick this. summary of what the idol's about. With the I just like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we're doing I just like I that just first. Like, I just like that first. Okay. Either okay. way, it's going to be short. Okay. Here's Will's intro. It's now almost 25 years since we first met Carrie Bradshaw and her friends Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha in Sex and the City. It's 13 years since the second Sex and the City movie. And it's over a year on from the revival slash reboot of season one of the now retitled and just like that. So where do we find our now trio of best pals? Are they any closer to reality after what we felt was a very bizarre and surreal season one? Surely nothing as silly as Carrie's refusal as a sex advisor on a podcast to say the word vagina and this leading to the collapse of the media company who make the podcast could happen, right? And just like that, that's exactly what happens. Lovely, that was great. I know I can do it if you want. Okay, right. So season one, I actually went back and listened to our previous episode where we talked about season one of then just like that, just to kind of remind myself. And actually, overall, even though it was obviously ridiculous, I had quite a good. I had a few things about it that I really liked. You know, the fact that it was. I was listening to myself going, God, I liked that season a lot more than I thought I did because I was talking about how great it was to be able to see women of a certain age on screen yeah. and, uh, you know, women in their 50s and all of that. But then I think I think we'd only watched maybe episode four or five by the time right. we reviewed it. Yeah, and then I went on to watch the rest of it. And every week <coughs> I watched, and but by the end of it, I think I was kind of hate watching a little bit because I was thinking it was so terrible. Yeah. Season two now, I don't, do not have as many nice things to say about it as season one. Right. I, I watched it and my first thought was, um, like, is there six, five episodes in now? It were six episodes Six episodes. In episodes. I watched yeah. six one yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I remember after the second one thinking... How could this be better and worse than the last one at the same time? <laughs> yeah. I just, Wait, why did you think it was better? I thought it was less ridiculous right. in some ways. Yeah, yeah. I also thought it was more boring. Yeah. And then so that that's kind of seems like um right now I'm Goldilocks. This yeah. one is too boring. This one is just right. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's it's um so I I found uh very underwhelming start mm. to the second series. Like I can't even remember exactly what happens in the first no, episode. Just They're seems, all ridiculous. Story there was a lot lines. of sex in the first episode. Oh, in the yeah. opening oh, scenes, the of opening it. of them all walking in. Yeah. All having sex with different people in different. Uh, it just, and I, somehow. I, I, Everyone's taking their top off except Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> and I know that's it. And, and I'm not saying I want to see that. I want to see any of them, but it's it's like it's so Why obviously. Why aren't you taking your top off? Yeah, it's so obviously in her contract yeah, that she's not going to do it. They make it very obvious. Yeah, actually, yeah. and it's just. Um, but it's it's like, it's like they're making it obvious that these other actors are doing it, yeah. and it just seems a bit weird that's so late in the day of, yeah but it just seems like oh there's an alarm going off it should stop fairly soon Um, it's two or three hours down but it should go off soon enough the, ha- the alarm has stopped but some hammering is going on next <laughs> I'm door hanging up a whole load of pictures today. <laughs> um so yeah so we were just saying about how it's, it's very obvious that 
Sarah Jessica Parker is on different pay grades everyone else and and has a a better contract in some ways yeah Um, now look it all seems very body positive and what have mm. you as they constantly go on about in the show that's yeah. very body and that's there's nothing but a good thing yeah but it just seemed in that first episode back it seemed unnecessary completely unnecessary like i think it's probably a reaction to people saying okay for the first series just saying right well now it's just the city because mm. all the sex has gone out of it except with miranda so now it's just yeah. the city and there was a bit of a backlash about that so i think but they're now they've listened to the backlash mm. and they're saying right well we'll put it all into the opening first minutes of the first episode yeah but also i think people would have watched anyway i don't think people were necessarily yeah, they didn't need that yeah and, and also it, it could be worked around without nudity and stuff like that but yeah sorry, i'm not being prudish about it but it just said it just felt weirdly placed and unnecessary but also she is i don't know if this has happened before in the show but she is a, a sex columnist this is Sarah, yeah Carrie. yeah who seems so prudish about sex yeah and the slightest was this always a character trait of hers that she was always embarrassed about um, it and she, unwilling she, to talk about oh that was ridiculous yeah so, so there's the, an the, ad or something on the yeah that's the, the, podcast fir- is that the first episode yes yeah the first episode there they ask her to do an ad for it's like vaginal gel or something, something like, that. like that i think she doesn't even like saying that word which you know a lot of women don't so fair enough really like, is that yeah, such a weird one a lot of people a lot of women don't like saying that word Really? It's the giant. It's always a bit like people are. That's why we have all these other like funny words for it. Right. Like nobody actually wants to say the word vagina. I don't seems, know why. Even saying that now, I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> I can see you're recoiling at it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I get that. But yeah, no, it's ridiculous. She's a sex columnist and she yeah. doesn't want to talk about this. There were a good few things. And again, this is only something that people are realizing in hindsight. Carrie was actually a lot more judgmental about things for somebody who's supposed to be very open mm. about this sort of stuff. In even in the original series, when you look back now, she's actually quite judgmental about it. Right. But like a lot of people are saying now, they have a problem with the fact that in the first series, she or in the first in Sex in the City, she talks about how she doesn't think bisexuality is an actual thing, and right. it's just a pit yeah, stop yeah. to gay town. Now the way she delivered it was quite funny, but you're kind of thinking you're supposed like very, to be a columnist, and you're, yeah. you're, you're who talks about you know sexual identity and sex in general and you're mm. supposed to be very open about it and she's saying when, i what, don't even believe in bisexuality <laughs> jesus well and was that what year would that have been when did the uh, sex and city first come out was it, it early the, 2000s or early late 90s? 2000s yeah it started in the late 90s but right. that would have been like in the early 2000s right so it's 20 years outdated yeah, yeah. But even at yeah. the time i'm sure there was a lot of people i going, think at Hang the time minute, because yeah. i remember hearing that at the time going but there's a whole i saw a whole bunch of articles about how she is a bad friend oh she's a, a lot of things friend. that she oh, like she about is... shaming people yeah and, yeah and how she, especially samantha yeah and she didn't she talk one of her friends into selling a family heirloom ring from her grandmother to pay the deposit oh, on her apartment that or something was like ridiculous that? her and aiden broke up aiden wanted to buy her house off anyway she ended up having to buy her apartment and uh, Samantha and Miranda offered to give her the deposit. Uh, Charlotte didn't because she's not her mother. And uh, Carrie mm. got a taxi over to her house and gave out to her for right. not offering her the money. And Charlotte, in fairness, it's a good scene because Charlotte's saying, look, I love you. It's not my, you're a 35 year old woman. It's not yeah, my yeah, responsibility yeah. to look after you. And, uh, but eventually, obviously, Charlotte guilts her or she, or she feels so guilty. Right. She ends up selling her engagement ring, which is obviously worth $15,000 or right. $30,000 yeah, or something, yeah. and gives it to Carrie as a loan. And does she know that that's how she got oh, the yeah, money? Oh, yeah, she gives her the ring. She gives her the ring. And she goes off and sells Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This yeah, is she just, horrific. She passes the ring. So, obviously, it's just a given that this is worth this amount of money. Jesus. Yeah, imagine her pod, going to a pawn shop. Yeah, so here's my friend's very expensive yeah, ring. Yeah. And she's selling it. She's not pawning it. She's, yeah, well, she's, she's selling just, it. Yeah. Her friend is never going to see this yeah, ring again. Yeah, and this probably is, his family were incredibly rich, so it probably is an actual heirloom from yeah. years ago. Oh so that's God. the type of friend Carrie was. She also turned everything back to herself. People mm. would talk about things, and then she'd say, she might say a sentence on it and then go back to herself. The only person who, st- who called her up on that was Stanford, the character Stanford. Um, where he, uh, she, and he's not in it anymore. No, he, he passed died. away, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, was such a, he was a really good character yeah. as well. But uh, there's one thing where she's talking about Aiden, her and Aiden have broken up, but she's talking about Aiden. And Stanford says, well, what do you think about my new boyfriend? She was like, yeah, he's nice. And then she goes back to Aiden and he stops right. her. Like, I have been listening to you talk yeah, about men yeah. for however long. 
and I one time I asked you about my partner and you say he's nice so yeah, that's yeah. The, the, so I thought brilliant somebody's finally pulling her up on it and then they run into Heather Graham or something and it's, okay. it's, it's automatically back to all yeah, about yeah, Carrie so you know she was a terrible friend and I think now she's even worse she's mean now like she's right. really mean and to also some of them. the thing about it now is they've just made her incredibly wealthy yeah she is uh, unbelievable like she wrote she easily wrote a check for a hundred thousand dollars yeah and and uh, this is after the the death of her husband who yeah and that, that was always the thing about the, the first series whether you liked it or not she was a struggling writer yeah yeah which was and, good uh, to which see. is a better yeah. just even a better plot device you yeah. know to have her struggling and you know for her to be but for her to have you know bottomless pockets now and you know there's no career drama anymore no and she kind of isolated herself from relationship drama so she's a very wishy-washy character yeah, nothing now. is really going yeah. on in her life that people were talking about that as well about how so she wouldn't do the ad and then eventually her and the guy that she's seeing the producer of the podcast you know spend a couple hours working on this ad we never hear the final ad which i yeah, wanted yeah, to hear yeah. and then they come in one day and the whole the whole podcast has been shut down because mm. they've they've pulled sponsorship now i don't believe it was because of that one ad but then she walks out going okay and the final line is and just like that i freed up my week and i remember yeah, the article, and it's very true would the you person not be saying, fired for that yeah <laughs> and also what about the like there was like 30 or 50 people working yeah, there yeah. who now don't have a job don't have health insurance because <laughs> that's kind of linked to it she in america you know yeah, she's just wound up now i can Perfect. eat lunch all week. Yeah. so she's just she's so unrelatable and, and so unbelievably rich and mm. it's not that interesting to watch things but also there was recently there was one character in it the one who she wanted to promote her book who oh yes yeah, who felt funny. bad about not sending her she's a, funny. I like bereavement her. card that's, that's for her, her old edith is her name yes. I think. she's her old <coughs> and she advised her to just do whatever she needed to do to feel better about her husband Could, oh sorry but, that was yeah Minnie or whatever her maybe name is. I yeah yeah but at that moment Minsy. it cuts to her coming back into her apartment with bags and bags oh, of shoes sure. and stuff like that and you're kind of going yeah. okay i know there's a certain amount of fan service here and that's what people want to see but it just seems so callous or something it now and it just yeah. seems like especially in this day and age but in this current current climate of but, a lot of people struggling yeah but just... also in a show where she you've barely seen her acknowledge the death of her husband that much yeah yeah that when one character says just do what it takes to get over and she goes shopping, shopping for shoes which we've seen her do a thousand times before yeah. and you kind of go and for that scene not to play out as her going that that doesn't do it that that yeah. doesn't and yeah. it just seems to work I know and like I think people watch this show for a nostalgia kick yeah and they're very forgiving of it because of that nostalgia yeah. kick but I think in the meantime there isn't a single realistic character in the whole thing. No, and this is the thing. Like I had Miranda's the closest. Yeah, maybe. she is, and I, you know, and she had, always was. Yeah, yeah, like I had notes on a couple of other ones. Like I was asking, why has Charlotte stopped being able to act? I don't understand. Like that actor, Kirsten Davis, she used to be really She's, good. Like you were saying about but, that scene where she said, "I'm not your mother. I'm not going to your grown woman." Oh yeah, she was great. She doesn't yeah. seem like she'd be capable oh, no, of being like that. No, anymore. now she just kind of fawns. She seems like she has time. learning difficulties now. Yeah. She really does seem like she's had a bump to the head yeah, it does and is seem not like recovering that. It as quickly as It genuinely does actually seem like that. I also asked why is Miranda with Shay? They are not a nice person. No. They don't awful. treat her nicely at all. I'm assuming it's just because Shay is a star and it's got that like, star appeal and it's all new and exciting to Miranda. But Shay yeah. is a horrible person. They're not but nice. But also they're, they're, they have the Shay character be mean because they need them to be mean it's yeah. not and it doesn't yeah. explain the attraction it seemed like there was a huge physical attraction when they first started then it was yeah. Miranda realising something yeah. about herself and that was a bit more relievable it in was. the first season but now it's kind of why is either of them in this like yeah. there was a thing the other day where they're in yesterday's episode I don't know if you saw this part of it where they were in bed and they were Shay just didn't want to yeah, anywhere near them and then she turns they turn away they're going to sleep and then she mm. starts doing cameos on mm-hmm. they start doing cameos on the phone and then and you kind of and then when Miranda calls them on it they can't understand what the problem yeah, is and they're kind was, of going yeah. that's not how a normal person would react no. to this and uh, that's actually I was really glad when Miranda did that because that was kind of the yeah. first time in this season that she stood up for herself yeah, yeah. where she and actually said this that, is ridiculous but, but how can it's just such bad writing it is. for to have a character go I just I just want to be 
quiet. I want to be this and that. And then instantly does these cameos in bed. Does it, Bambi, it doesn't get up, go to another room. Go to, yeah, why don't yeah. they just go to another room? Because they're just lazy and they need it to happen straight away. And yeah, they need it is kind of lazy. I feel yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of lazy writing in it. But so I had all these notes and thinking, I just don't understand this. And then I realized, oh, actually, I think the reason, and from reading things online, this seems to be the way that people are viewing this now mm. is that you kind of just look at this as a fantasy. You don't even think of it as a trying to be real or realistic yeah, yeah. in any way. And that seems to be how people are watching it because I've read a couple of reviews, people saying that they actually prefer the second season, which I preferred the first season, but they're saying with the second season, you've just kind of given up all hope that it's ever going to be realistic. So none of that was just, in the first season either. I think it was yeah. just, they, they were just glad it was back. Yeah. And But at the same time, I just don't, the one thing I think would solve all of this is if it was funny. Yeah, it's not funny at all. I know, the really jokes not. are so weak. Yeah, and it's just shocking. And the, the supporting characters they brought into it, whose names I cannot remember. Naya, uh, oh no, Naya is an actual character. I don't think she's the actor. Uh, she's a character, Sarita Chowdhury, uh, mm-hmm. Karen Pittman. She's basically the Samantha substitute. Oh yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. And. Uh, so uninteresting. Yeah. And then there's that other, uh, not Kristen Davis. A very um, rich woman. That's right. Yeah, and her husband seems to be involved in politics. Yeah, yeah. I'm blanking on her name now. Um, also incredibly uninteresting. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, but also yesterday uh, in episode six, um, Charlotte's daughter decided she was going to lose her virginity. Oh, and this so was the week. And just the whole the way she just says it to her parents I know. He, there is no absolutely you cannot expect people to believe that any child would say it this yeah. way just be so and, casual. and any parents breakfast. would be so casual about it mm. and then charlotte is running all over town trying to find condoms for them and dropping oh, right. them off and stuff. i haven't got to that part yet i just got to and how old is the kid she must be 17 she's 17 i think yeah it looks it she looks, looks a lot younger yeah you know? but uh, no I, I just watched that was the last but i saw so i didn't see the rest of that episode and i actually wanted to watch the rest of episode six mm. because like i was saying to you it seems maybe the most like the original sex in the city in a way and that's some mm. of the, the the issues that they're going over they aren't massive issues they're kind of trivial but it was a little bit funnier i don't know there was something about that episode where i was thinking okay if i'm looking at this through the lens of this is not supposed to be real it's okay then I got to that bit where Lily just announced her breakfast. She was about to, she was going to Today's lose today. her virginity. Yeah, yeah, lose yeah. her virginity that day. And then Charlotte goes into her and starts talking about her pleasure and all this yeah. stuff. I just thought, that would never, it doesn't matter who you're, that mm. is never going to happen. Especially somebody who lives in whatever, Park Avenue or yes, wherever yeah, they yeah, live. Yeah. Like maybe if you had someone, I don't know, a slightly more like open, let's say sure. hippie-ish person, but then perhaps, you might have, yeah, yeah. maybe then and you might she, have She seems so puritanical in a way. Yeah. But also there were some, way. there were some issues about, there was one episode where, um, her partner was having invis- invisible ejaculations. <laughs> and I just kind of go, how did this get passed? I know. How did this get pitched? And nobody say this is garbage mm-hmm. and it gets to us. How did this, no. and, just the way they introduced that that element of the story in the in the episode to have everything so out of character for people and just so people acting so stupid yeah and uh but also you know there's this whole thing about this series is the and it's, it's all ruined now i guess but there is going to be a cameo of some sort from mm. samantha the character yeah which they obviously episode, just drove a truckload of money to her house, yeah. and I think it, I think it might only be a phone message. I, it's it might just, just a be a voice. I think maybe she's on the phone. Yeah, I don't even know if you see her. I think yeah. she, I know she's on the phone anyway. And then there's this Aiden character is going to come back into it, which has been we're not spoiling anything because I think it's been yeah. In all the you, is that stuff. in episode six? Only mentioned. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I haven't got to that part. I was thinking, yeah, was, he's mentioned in it. Okay, I was also thinking, how have I got to episode five yeah. and I have not seen Aiden yet? You don't see him yet, and I think there's only two more episodes to go. Is there? Okay. Is there well, any, I th- there maybe, might be ten. Might be ten. Yeah. But still, they're leaving these plot developments quite late. It's just but, getting, like I'm watching it because. Sorry, were you going to? No, yeah, no, go on. I'm watching it because. Um, because it, it used to be Sex in the City and because there is a bit of nostalgia there and I'm a little bit morbidly fascinated with it now but it's actually I find this series very boring yeah like I keep forgetting about it yeah it's 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 really excruciatingly boring I think and it's like there's so much potential there to do something good with it yeah but I don't know why they're settling for such 
poor writing. Yeah. Even yeah. after all the criticisms of, of the first series, you think, and they're the cheapest thing to address. Yeah. You know, it's just, but also I think when you give your characters, um, when you take away a lot of their conflict mm-hmm. uh, and there's no consequence for anything, it's boring. You I know. know? Yeah, that's the thing. There's no conflict anymore. I think that is no. the biggest problem. There's no conflict because, yeah, Carrie has loads of money and she doesn't seem to be that bothered about dating. So, you know, there's no conflict yeah. in relationships. All of her friends have had a knock to the head and are mm. not their past yeah. personalities anymore. Even Miranda has, like, it was th- that was the when I saw her giving out to Shay. That was the first time I saw a bit of a hint of the old Miranda. Up until mm. now, it's like she's had a lobotomy or something. She's just this completely different person who's quite needy and yeah. clingy and everything that Miranda was not no. like. I know I said in the last episode, I think it's brilliant that, you know, she, I think it's great that they're showing how a relationship between her and Steve can change. Yeah, relationships can change. I don't think people, the core of a Probably person not. can change but that she, much. But she, they don't even give you beyond, like there was a, that episode in the, um, the first series where Carrie sees uh, Shay and Miranda together yeah. while she was sick yeah. and you're kind of going Jesus Christ <laughs> what is going on here it's so I don't know it's like you, you imagine you know like in writers rooms where they have these post-it notes where mm. they have like a, a one sentence synopsis of a plot point yeah. and it's like yeah that'll do we don't really need to flesh it out much more than this yeah. or or connect it to anything it yeah. just seems to be one event after another yeah there's no overarching story and the fact that they killed off her her husband in the first episode feels like something they haven't really capitalized on yeah it seems like story-wise it's now a year and a half two years later mm-hmm. and they're like you can see the way the seasons are changing in this second series that mm-hmm. they're really moving through it quite fast you know yeah yeah and I, yeah and i also i kind of get the impression in one of the most recent episodes that carrie is not a good writer right but then last night she has this huge success where she does a reading from her book and it moves everybody okay right and you kind of go okay so which is it she's a good writer when you need her to be in the plot she's a bad writer when you need her to what be. did you see that you thought she wasn't a good writer um, when she was <clears throat> trying to get a quote for her book from that older remember oh, woman who kind of yeah who kind of told her that they were yeah. in the same age group basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, she was trying to get a quote from her for a book and she kind of seemed to dismiss it as not right. a very good book yeah in a way. yeah and I, I you know it wouldn't surprise me in in, ter- in terms of the way this character acts she doesn't give you any reason to think she'd be a good writer mm, a no. sex writer who's very prudish about yeah. sex doesn't really give you much hope that, and, and at last night they were talking about all these books she's written yeah I saw and they're kind of going all right they were never mentioned no anywhere. they were never mentioned one you know, was called manhattan manhattan yeah they kind of go yeah i'd say that's the best part about that <laughs> yeah book, you even know? that you're thinking well if she if she if she would think if she's somebody who thinks that manhattan is a good title <laughs> yeah. book, she's probably not that good of a writer maybe in the early 2000s it was she was <laughs> acceptable was much like but, her views on bisexuality yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing she never gives any sort of indication that she's a good writer I, the, the last thing i saw was that there is that actor who is a funny she's a funny comedian i can't remember her name and she's playing this character Karen and they used to be right Rachel Dratch yeah, right she's on Saturday Night Live yeah, she's yeah. very funny she's very funny writing buddies years ago and I remember seeing that and thinking oh right because they were apparently they were writing a pilot for a TV yes, show yeah. and I remember getting being quite surprised and thinking oh right yeah Carrie's supposed to be a writer like that's yeah, just, yeah, that yeah. doesn't come into my head all I think of her is somebody who's very rich who, yeah. who used to write a column now she now she doesn't even do a podcast anymore and she goes to lunch with people. Like, I don't yeah. think of her she, as a writer. She wrote a column where she cannibalized her friends' lives for the content yeah. of my column. And then she kind of, you know, she she got a load of money in this plot. And the plot point was her husband dies. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I know. I, I'm never so glad when a character died on TV as that you, guy. You, you oh, said that in the last episode. It's yeah. worth repeating. I hated that guy so much. The smugness on him. I know. I am glad he's not in it because he didn't really add anything to it either. But no, you're right. I think that because my whole hope in the first season was, right, it's not being handled very well, but isn't it brilliant to see women on screen? And sure. maybe if they do it again, they'll do it better. But actually, now I think it's gotten worse, which is mm. quite sad. And it is. It's such a wasted opportunity. You can see how much money they're yeah. pumping into this because you can tell by the costumes and the sets and everything that there's a lot of money being pumped into it. And it's just about this 
drivel yeah. like a bag and everyone is wasted in it yeah. you know like it's it's even down to you know the guy on our show uh the comedian bobby lee you know yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. he's a much funnier person in real life than he, he is on the show. he's right. nothing on he that show complete waste of of a, of a casting mm. in, in that but you also you also see how how much of that show was being carried by the Samantha character. Yeah, that's you the know? thing. She really was. And she, that actor as well. Is so yeah, but the she, funny, the, the weird thing is the four women, they were all really good actors. They were, they were yeah, all yeah. Really, really good comedic actors. I think it's because the writing has gotten it's so, so bad. Poor. It's just very but, you know, lazy when, when or something. Sarah Jessica Parker is the producer. Yeah. And Cynthia Nixon is directing a lot of episodes, oh, yeah. it seems. Yeah. And, you it's know, strange. it's kind of like they, they should know. Yeah. what they've got on their hands Do you think here. it's just a big payday for them? It's definitely that. And I kind of think it's one of those critic-proof shows, I think, where mm. it's just going to get an audience. People yeah. are willing to forgive it a lot. And that's the thing mm. that the article I was reading last night, they were saying that is how they're going to watch it now is they're watching it as this is just fantasy. It's just like a escapism TV. That's the if whole this came out now without the prior series and all oh, the history it brings, yeah, yeah. No, no there's no care. way it would be. It's, and, you know... Did you see um, the show Divorce? I, I think Parker I watched did. the first episode of it. And, yeah, uh, it what's her name? Sharon, um, Sharon Horgan. Sharon Horgan yeah. wrote and produced and what have you. And you kind of go, that's what you can do teamed with a good writer. Yeah, yeah. Because it was really good. She yeah. was great in it, you know? Yeah, and she is. I think she's a really good actor. But I, like, good. even in this, it feels like she's not making any effort no. at all. It no. just, like Miranda, um, Cynthia Nixon is probably making the most effort. Charlotte like that is just acting like yeah. somebody's just hit her over the head. Every, I don't know. It's like they're all just phoning it in. Yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker is phoning it in the most. And yeah, she absolutely. is the producer of this. And she's a really good actor. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like she feels, every time I look at her now in the show, she looks bored like yeah. the actual car yeah. everything it's, it's, they're giving her so little to do it's like six episodes in and they've introduced the idea that she has she still has regret about the Aiden character okay right right. And that's it so she composed an email oh okay and that's it right. and he's kind of going okay they're leaving it so late to do anything with yeah, us yeah why didn't know? he come in because people loved Aiden if they yeah. come in in but episode was, three or four you know, if there was any justice in this, he would come back and dump her from a height because she was so, <laughs> so bad to him. She really was. She's so undeserving of him I as a person. And you, I know, you I don't of, know what's going to happen, but I hope it's not that he, she, he's going to come back and she's just going to do the same thing yeah. over or did something she, similar. Did he, though, in in the end of the last series, or, or the, sorry, the, the first time around on Sex and the City, did he not kind of hold her feet to the fire a little bit about how she treated him? Did he kind of have that moment with he her? He did, yeah. And so that's said, good. I mean, yeah. at least they've had that. So he maybe did. that'll yeah. clear the way for this. She didn't listen. But... He said, I don't want you to talk to him again, as in Big, the person she had an affair with. And right. she said, I can't do that. Yeah. So he, he would still regularly call her up and then came to his house. The yeah. man that she cheated on him with, she invited him up that's to right. her new boyfriend's house. And then him and Big ended up having a fight and then all was well. Oh my god! Yeah, it was terrible. She ordered. She treated him appalling. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, just get in line with everyone else. She treated the yeah. And then she know? said yes to marrying him when she clearly didn't want to marry him. Now yeah. maybe she felt pressured, and then eventually he was like, "Yeah." But do you remember the in the film? I think it was might have been the second oh, film second. where she went on this. Uh, she basically had a breakdown because he put a TV in the bedroom. Big, yeah. Yeah, and that, this was this catalyst that kind yeah. of brought everything into question yeah. for her. And it's just kind of, I know. these aren't no. human beings. No. These aren't no, normal really characters, not, no. you know? Do you think you're going to keep on watching it? Do you know what? I think it's so close to the end anyway. I think I'll... <laughs> like, I watch it, and like last night I watched it, and there was an argument between um, Miranda and Steve. Oh, right. Which was a human moment yeah, in it. Even though, the best even though together, I, I don't know what they've done with him. He's another one who's had a bump to the head. Oh yeah, with the voice. And he just doesn't see... Like, I know the character, they they had him wearing hearing aids in yeah, the in previous the first season. Yeah, in the season, yeah. And it sounds like his voice is the, it's the product of somebody who has had some hearing damage. But they don't really address it. Mm. And he seems quite an unnecessary character. He's yeah. just there to be an obstacle for Miranda and moving on and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Like, he's been in it, like... Like last week was maybe the first week he showed up. Yeah, he was where in. he's showing how good shape, which good shape oh, he's yeah, in by I standing boxing and yeah, a I punch saw bag. Yeah, that in the, episode. Yeah, and then they went counseling. Oh, by the way, her son. Oh my! All of the kids. All in of this the kids are the most obnoxious, are, horrible, like, they're, they're rude kids. They're all rich, obviously, and yeah. they're being brought up rich, which is yeah. another reason but why you should bring up your children rich. But, but they're all rude because it's the only drama in it. 
Yeah. You know, it's like they're rude because the plot needs them to be rude. Yeah. It's never the situation that causes it. They're just rude for the sake of it. I know. It. It's, you know it, is, it is ridiculous. So, yeah. unfortunately, I don't think I can really recommend it. Like, I think people will actually, will probably well, watch it. There's just nothing just, we can say that stop yeah. anyone watching I think you're, you're either in or you're... I podcast is influential, but I don't We think. are influencers, Lorraine. Uh, so, it's a... Uh, but I think it's uh look... If you like Sex in the City, there's probably enough in here to yeah. get you through it. Yeah. It's sometimes nice to just be in back in the world of those characters yeah, if, yeah. If, if you had a good time with the first time around. That's true. Um, but as a piece of writing, just purely objectively looking at it, I think it's a genuinely bad piece of work it for is. the most part. Yeah. No, you know, there's the occasional it. flashes of something of potential there. Yeah. But just unlikable people uh, for the most part. Like there's some like... Charlotte is quite an innocent character. She's mm. quite likable, yeah. but you kind of go, "Could you be a real human yeah, for a minute?" Yeah, she just you know? doesn't seem like a real um, human being. So there's all. too much of that. Too many, too many stereotypes. Too many unrealistic humans, and no consequences to anything really. You know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I couldn't recommend it. But, no, unfortunately you know, not. Yeah. And I think it is a wasted opportunity. But really hopefully yeah. somebody will take this. Like I was saying the last time. Now that we've seen women in their fifties on TV and in fairness having lives, having sex and all that, yeah, which yeah. is all great. Hopefully somebody will take that concept and make it into something good. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. It's, that it's, would be it's the whole huge the potential. open the doors to yeah. that. But it seems like a waste waste opportunity and a waste of money. My yeah. God, the amount of money. For a bunch of people who are approaching sixty. Yeah. You kind of think you guys should have it a lot more together than this. Yeah, I know. It kind of makes <laughs> yeah. you think, wow. Yeah. Money doesn't Nobody solve anything, it together, really. Yeah. Okay, right. well, that was just like that. Okay. Season two. Okay, now the next up is The Idol, season one. Right. I have my notes here. And here is one of our intros. Famous intros. The Idol is an American drama TV series created by Sam Levinson, Abel The Weekend, Tesfaye and Reza Faim. The series focuses on an aspiring pop idol played by Lily Rose Depp and her complex relationship with Tedros, played by The Weekend, Tesfaye, a self-help guru and cult leader who owns a nightclub. On the face of it, The Idol had the potential to be one of the year's biggest and best TV shows. One of the most popular musicians in the world, Abel Tesfaye, The Weeknd, was joining forces with Sam Levison, the creator of the zeitgeist-hitting, Emmy-award-winning Euphoria, to create a dark drama that would explore the exploitative underbelly of the music industry. A very impressive cast was announced, mixing celebrated actors like Dan Levy, Hank Azaria and Jane Adams, with new talent, many of whom were crossing over from the music world to TV for the first time, including Jenny Kim from K-pop sensation Blackpink. The series would also arguably be the biggest role to date for Lily Rose Depp, daughter of Johnny Depp and Vanessa Paradis, who would be playing the role of the trouble pop star Jocelyn. The Idol premiered its first two episodes at the 76th Cannes Film Festival in May 2023, giving the perhaps false impression that this was a drama that was the height of prestige. The reviews came in thick and fast, however, and they were not complimentary. The I newspaper called it one of the most unapologetically chauvinistic, superficially glossy, try-hard, provocative pieces of media in recent history, while ABC News dubbed it an outdated, outmoded slice of failed titillation. When the show then premiered on HBO in the US a couple of weeks later, viewers' reactions on Twitter echoed those initial reviews. Matters weren't helped by the idol taking the same slot on HBO as the critically and publicly lauded succession, with one Twitter user among many asking, how can we go from the greatest TV show of all time to the worst in the span of a week. So what exactly went wrong with one of the most anticipated TV series of the year? Huh, let's find out. Excellent work, Lorraine. Thanks very much. (laughs) Now I am going to get some screenshots that I have yeah. here as well of some of my notes. Right, so I have watched all the episodes. Of, so there's five episodes. Yeah, there's five episodes, which is not a lot for um, a season, I thought. Right. There's five episodes. I have watched all of them. Uh, you've watched two. I've watched two. I started watching it the other night and uh, I thought I'm going to blitz through a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd get to uh, three. Yeah. And um, I found those first two episodes heavy going. Yeah. Um, so the the thing that remi- this reminded me of obviously was Euphoria straight away. Yeah, because it's Sam Levison, the man who yeah. uh, directed and created and directed Euphoria. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it made in conjunction with 
the, the weekend, guy the weekend. Whose name is, I can never pronounce his name. It's Telfez something. Yes. Let me just get his name. Tesfe. Tesfea. I don't pronounce it properly, but it's Tesfe or something like that. Yeah. Tesfea. Let's call him the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this is what he's done. This is what he's made for himself. We're going to yeah, call him the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what he deserves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he plays the car- this character Tedros, who is... Um, uh, he's like a lifestyle guru, Svengali manipulator kind yeah, of character. Yeah, and he owns a nightclub. Yes. Yeah. And he comes into contact with this pop star, Jocelyn. Oh, Jocelyn, who is who's obviously based on Britney Spears. Seems to be, at, at her yeah. kind of head shaving, golf club smashing yeah. peak. When we meet her, she's just had a mental breakdown. Her, Following the death of her, her mother. mother. Her yeah. mother's died um, from cancer, I think. Mm. And so what the first thing we see of her is looking straight at the camera and she is getting pictures taken for her new album cover. Yeah. And she's being very risque and opening up her um, dressing gown. and Unprovoked. Yeah. And showing her boobs yeah. uh, when and she hasn't so been asked this to. This is within the first you know, couple of minutes. It's the first the, continuous shot, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a, what, what do those people, um, uh, intimacy coordinator or something yeah. comes in and says, oh, well, she can't do that. She signed a contract yes, saying that she doesn't yes. want to. You know, but it wasn't, it, you could see her face turning it on and off when the cameras were on. And yeah. then you could see a tear fall down her yeah, face and stuff yeah. like that. It's and all I, very uncomfortable when it starts. I but I, I found that first shot was too on the nose. It was yeah. really, right, we're setting it all out in this first yeah. shot. Look, she should be at the, her happiest, but it's all, yeah. it's all fake. It's and all it's, you know, yeah. and I, um, so I, see, I didn't enjoy uh, Euphoria as much as you did or, or as much as some other people we know did. I liked it, but I found it such heavy going. Well, funny enough that you say yeah. that because, and this is something that was I was reminded of in The Idol, is that both seasons with Euphoria, particularly the second season, it actually took me a long time to watch it because I remember mm. starting to watch it and think, no, I can't watch this. It's mm. too grim. It's too bleak. It's too overtly sexual for no right. reason. I'm just not in the right place to watch this. Then I went back and watched it a couple of months later and I started watching it and I ended up enjoying it. But there is this seediness to it that sometimes yeah. I would find it really hard to watch it. Now, The Idol was like that times 10. Yeah. So it was, but it, it kind of reminded me, yeah, this happens with Sam Levinson's stuff that like, because it looks so good uh, in some ways, as in visually it's very appealing in a lot of ways, you kind of, sometimes you can forgive the things that are going on. But actually in general, there's a lot of seediness there. There's a lot of, as you say, kind of mm. grubbiness there as yeah, well yeah. that I've, I've found it hard to take. And actually, and I'll go into this, the reasons why but I think I'd find it hard to watch season three Euphoria after this because right. I because of the the problems that I had with it's this just like show. Euphoria felt for me like it was taking a bunch of characters and torturing them yeah and I, I never really got the impression that it was all going to work out for any of them yeah it was just and I just so bleak but also I, I kind of go why am I watching this why am I going along for this journey if it's just to see people suffer and just get worse and worse. I just don't get it. I mean, yeah. not everything has to be resolved and redemption doesn't happen, have to happen. But none of it felt like it was going that direction. Yeah. And, you know, when it's just bleakness all the way through and it's it's getting worse, it's kind of going, I don't see the point in yeah. that. Because if there's no possibility of redemption, then there's no drama. It's yeah. just torture. Yeah, that's so the thing. With this, I felt, so in that first scene, the, the only person who reacts to it, the intimacy coordinator calls a stop to it and then the photographer says... You know, we can't do this. And he's mm. going, yes, but it's her choice. She wants to do it. He mm. said, but it's not in our contract, so I'm protecting you yeah. from this. And that guy gets locked in a, a in, in a bathroom, a bathroom for this thing. Manager, yeah. But but then I thought, okay, so for an order of this for this to work in terms of story, we have to believe that every single person here is so morally bankrupt mm. that they don't see a problem. Yeah, every single person, every yeah. agent, every day is so uncaring towards another human being. Yeah, and. Like they work in the music business, they're mm-hmm. you know they they have the callousness you would expect of sex traffickers. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's know? the thing. They make the music business out to be absolutely disgusting. Yeah, like and after I'm sure watching parts this, of yeah, it, there, but... there must be parts of it that are just so grim. But, but that is the sad thing about mm. watching this is that there are they are all morally bankrupt, except for maybe her assistant, who is her friend. She's the only one the whole way through who kind of comes out of it seeming like she can actually see the craziness yeah happening but in the first two on. episodes she's there she seems to be there just as someone who's looking at it going this is wrong but not doing anything as and it goes kind of, on you yeah. can see she tries to do things yeah. about it she can't she doesn't really have any power at all so basically what happens is um jocelyn is, is re-releasing uh, her her 
you kind of come back single mm. after having this mental breakdown. Um, she doesn't particularly like the song, but then she goes to a nightclub and meets this Tedros guy who is the, played by The Weeknd. Yes. And he calls her out and, uh, uh, you know, brings her, I don't know, brings her up on stage or something. And then they end mm. up starting, they started to dance. I think they end up having sex somewhere. And yes. then she's very taken with him and brings yeah. it back to her house and plays him the song and basically he's saying oh you can do much better than that and then there's a very very embarrassing lots of embarrassing sex scenes in the middle of that so embarrassing unbelievably and, but also it's kind of that, that whole trope of you know um, to, just to show you how disturbed this girl is she's yeah. in the bondage as well yeah. you know and it's kind of like you know we've seen it was in um, choking yeah it was in normal people as well you know as if you know just to show you how broken this person is is, yeah they're into this can you believe it yeah and it was just and this was and it the reason i wanted you to watch more if you could is because it gets even more ridiculous so basically i'm not really giving any spoilers here i won't say what happens in the finale but basically he ends up coming and living in the house and bringing his people in which he was talking about at the end of the second episode. yeah yeah yeah. and and they take over the whole house basically and he brings all these musicians in who are incredibly talented musicians and they're amazing and and the music does get better like that's probably the best part of the show is that even if you don't like the weekend stuff or not it it does get better you can hear it getting darker you can yeah no he's very Talented, like it know, is, the, really and is. the songs, even some of the songs, even if I wouldn't particularly listen to them myself, I can see. Oh, that's that's an interesting song, and you can, yeah, no, you there can were. hear the progression of her music, which is yeah, the you most could tell they, they cared about the music in it. And there's another character in it who was playing a piano in the second episode, and the Justin character goes down to listen to the, the blonde girl. Yes. She's amazing. She's well, really and you good. could see that she was really playing. Mm. So they went to that those lengths to make is, it. Yeah, she. Yeah. There's a lot of. I didn't know any of them, but apparently a lot of those musicians who come in who yeah. live in the house are actual musicians. Yeah, no, and you can. Really I, I always watch for that. I can always go. That guy's not playing. That guy's yeah. not really. Doing. Yeah, like, and sometimes true. they get away with it, like something like uh, Whiplash covered her angles quite oh, a bit yeah. well, uh, quite a well to kind of disguise the fact that he wasn't actually playing as complicated as stuff as he was playing yeah but yeah so this this definitely had a feel of authenticity yeah, about it yeah they're all musicians and that's where the weekend yeah. came in so, so the, the the story behind the idol is really interesting so there was you know there was a, a different director a female right, director okay. originally so what happened was so the whole thing has been apparently a complete nightmare from the beginning so they had a, a female director called amy uh simes uh, or something like that okay. Mites. anyway she came in to do it because the premise is interesting on, sure. you know, there hasn't really been a show about a, a, a pop starlet who's yeah, been yeah. kind of driven to mental health issues and having a mental breakdown and everything and, and kind of the, the lengths that people around her will go to just yeah. to make money and everything else. So that was supposed to be the original concept. Right. And then they, they made, I think, 80% of the series and then it started running into problems and apparently the weekend in particular. It was created by The Weeknd and Sam Levison, sure. but La- Sam Levison wasn't directing it. He was off directing season two of okay. euphoria so that was taking up all of his time and then the weekend had a problem with it because the reports are that it was going too much into the female perspective but what we right. were seeing was way too much of the female perspective and not Even enough of female lead. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and about yeah it's about a woman yeah. it's directed by a woman why would it not be about yeah. the female perspective and, and she it, is the the idol but of the yeah. title. It's not the idol's new boyfriend. Yeah. It's called, you know? So this is the story. It was going way too much into the female perspective. And basically, I think that they said that there, w- there wasn't enough sex, basically. And whatever happened, there was a couple of, there was loads of rewrites and the whole thing was a bit of a disaster. They shot 80% of it spent, I think it was 95 million. And wow. then apparently Sam Levison came in and took over the whole thing and they had to reshoot the whole thing. Wow. So there's nine, yeah, I think it was like, it was, I can't, it was 50 to 90 million. It was a huge number of the idol shot already that was just never used. Wow. And then HBO agreed with this. Apparently they came in and there was a lot of the crew was changed and everything because there's a really interesting article in Rolling mm. Stone no, about it. That, yeah. And a lot of the crew, some of them left because they refused and then some of them stayed on. And they said when they saw the new scripts, they were thinking, what the hell is this? I'll get some of the quotes from it. But basically they said it went from the thing that it was, it went from being a satirical look at the music industry and it turned into the thing that it was satirizing. Right. And people were saying that um, that it basically became sexual torture porn. Like that, and yeah, that's what it, it, has and it a gets kind worse. Of, uh, it gets worse as it Fifty goes Shades on. kind of feel oh, to it in a way. It's actually even worse yeah, than yeah. Fifty Shades in a way. One crew member said it was like any rape fantasy that any toxic man would have in the show. And then the woman comes back for more because it makes her music better. Like that's what keeps yeah, continuously happening. So that's why I yeah, want yeah. you to watch more because it actually gets ridiculous. Now there's a twist at the end then and, and right. I won't say anything more about that. I've heard that there is one, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, and I won't say anything more about that. 
but it's just crazy like I've never seen anything like this before and like and again it's just such a uh, wasted opportunity and do you know what in some ways I feel quite justified because I've never trusted Sam Levison the whole time I was watching Euphoria mm. I was thinking I think he's one of these directors who's trying to pretend that he's a feminist because he's saying all these women they right. want to take their tops yeah, off they yeah, want yeah. to have sex like isn't look I put brilliant? Willies in it too yeah yeah <laughs> and he's trying to pretend that it's it's from the female perspective and it's so but it not. can't be it's, it can't be and the fact that he thinks it can be is amazing yeah but he's a man yeah like, exactly I'm like, sorry but he's a man it's like yeah. me you know being a woman directing and saying this is completely from the male gaze no yeah. it's not I'm no, not a man I don't know what be. that's like so <laughs> and I, I always had these issues with euphoria and this is why I kind of was watching it but also thinking this is making me feel uncomfortable and I don't know why and it's not that I'm a prude or it's not that no. I don't like seeing that it's because I, believe, I it really feels like this is somebody this is being shot from the male gaze pretending that it's a feminist thing and it's not if a it's such a feminist thing. thing then why are all the women tortured in these I things know. why are they so you yeah. know like they're you always feel that in any episode it. one of them can be raped yeah. You just feel like it's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, that can't be a feminist perspective. No, it's really Certainly not. Certainly not for a man, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think Euphoria kind of hinted at that. Just yeah. the way that they portrayed, especially teenage girls in particular. I know the, the, the actors weren't teenagers. They weren't far from no. it. They're in their early 20s. I just, I and I know... You know, some of the actors... Anyway, apparently there's been reports that on that set there was yeah. a lot of problems with how he dealt with some of the female actors yeah, and the I, nudity and everything else. Sure. I think if, if he was making a programme about how the, the threat of male violence toward yeah. women was was something that, even if it wasn't the case, would you could imagine women feeling that it was always a p- potential issue. Yeah. If he tackled that, maybe, that could be interesting. Yeah. And try to approach it from a female point of view or even approach it from a male point of view and try and understand it. Yeah. But it just feels like this whole, this preoccupation with these, what, what are supposed to be, and I, I guess, sexy and wasted people. Yeah. And it's just these strung out kind of horrible uh scenarios where you just feel like somebody is going to be taken advantage of at any second yeah and but it, again it's torturing your characters i know I just, and i just don't get the appeal no i and like I, I i heard about this before i watched it and i watched it because i'd heard that though apparently it's like there's a sex scene in it that has been dubbed the worst sex scene in movie history uh, has it been like, in it's in the I first think, two I episodes? think it might be in the second episode you might have seen it i see there's been so many it's not the I, one where he puts the the fabric over her face I, I, and then cuts a hole in it with the knife i don't think it's that one i think it's the it's could be in the second or third but she, episode i think it's more the dialogue it's just yeah. so unbelievable now there's so many i've seen so many now yeah, i can't remember which one it is because there's so many bad ones in but this. even in that episode he puts this like looks like silk yeah over her face I, and she's acting like she can't breathe it's silk what are you talking about it's not like he stretched a balloon over your face <laughs> It's like putting a woolly scarf over somebody and they're going, oh, I can't breathe. Yeah, and look, I know maybe it's not, I know probably I'm not the target audience in this way, but that for me, that's just, it's just so unsexy because it's just so overt when something is so overt everything is so overtly sexual lily rose death by the way i think is is really good in it i actually think she's really really good in it she's obviously amazing looking like she looks like a beautiful alien or something she's so good looking but every time you see her she's not wearing clothes like pretty much and i'm watching it going you are better than this yeah (laughs) i know she really like she is very i was really surprised how good she was i don't know why i was i shouldn't i suppose just because obviously she's got two very famous parents there's a chance that she might get ahead because of her parents. That's some of it. Never but actually, babies. yeah, but actually she's very good. She like is if very she, good if she, she didn't have famous parents, I'd be thinking, wow, who is she? She's brilliant. But I, see, I'm not sure. Like, I'd say that stuff gets you in the door. Yeah, but you but have to be good really to... nobody is really buying a ticket because it's Johnny Depp's daughter. No, definitely not. And she, she's singing as well. And as the songs go on, you can, and she's got a good voice. There was like. an excruciating moment when she plays the, the new demo to the to her people for the first time. Oh, and she kind of dances and acts oh, it out. God, yeah. And they all just sit there watching her like, yeah. this is normal. And then she yeah. kind of just gives up on it like... Yeah a little bit into it she does this very kind of sexy da- and it's yeah. all it's it's all to be sexy it's not like you don't so what the show is trying to do is like this is a woman who's so she's like finding her sexuality and she wants to no. be like this it's like no that's not the way you're portraying it you're clearly portraying it as somebody who's who's doing what the ideal male fantasy yes. of sexy is it's, it's, not, it's it almost like, like she wants to do it's it it's almost like she's been drugged and told to this act is, sexy yeah you dance know? there now just, while yeah. you're singing but dance. for the men now 
and it's just and even like she's wearing bikini tops that only like cover uh, there's no point yeah, there's no, no point it, in wearing so just take it off there is no point <laughs> while you're dancing there's no point wearing that yeah. at all and I just I getting I'm getting so mad at these shows that keep pretending they're from the female perspective okay, and yeah, they're yeah. Not, not at, at all, all. now not the all. good thing about this is there's been such a backlash about good, this. Good. Like, finally, there's yeah. such a... Because Euphoria got away with it. Euphoria, cause, and, like, yeah. I admit, I watched Euphoria. The, the characters were a lot more interesting, I think. Right. The writing yeah, was more interesting. It was very bleak. It was very grim. But the characters and the writing was more interesting. And also, some of the storytelling devices were much better. Yeah, and the pilot yeah. episode of the first season of Euphoria, I still think was one of the best yeah, things I've exactly. seen. It was really and wasn't there like a bonus final episode or something the like that? The one with the other character in therapy. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah that, was, that was good. Yeah. I didn't watch that. I liked that one as much. I actually ended up accidentally watching the pilot episode before everything else. So I right, thought it okay. was brilliant. It was just a conversation between Zendaya's character, uh, Rue, and her sponsor right. in AA. And so I thought that's what the rest of the season was going to be like. So that was in the diner or something. It was in the diner, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I watched that before the rest. And if I'd watched the first episode, I don't think I would have continued on with it. It was only because I'd seen that episode and it was such a... Two of them were so good and that was such a good natural conversation. But this... So it's like he was able to hide it for so long because it looks really good and he had really good actors and the writing was better and everything else. But it's like now, it's like now Mm. we can see what you're actually been trying to do for ages. And I would imagine the weekend has had a, a, a big part in this as well. Yeah. His acting in it has been completely just Yeah, it's, he's not destroyed. an actor, you know, and it's just kind of stay in your lane, you know, or at least if you're going to try something else, you know, just dip a toe in. Don't jump yeah. in so deep with a, with a role like this. But it's, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, like you say, it's another one of those fake feminist kind of perspectives that can't be a feminist perspective, be, when the women if they are had so the original, in it. but if if it had uh, the original director in place, maybe it would have had a chance mm. then. But it's kind of, you know. But also this whole thing of, you know, like a character in a in a film whose whose sole characteristic is the, a dark sexuality. Yeah, I just think a character like this. that is so funny. Yeah, just so stupid. Oh, I like dark, sexy things. Like what? You kind of, and as soon as they say it, I, you know, I like put a scarf over someone's head. Yeah, what you doing that for? <laughs> just kind of, and not do what you like, you know. Yeah. But it's just let's not let's not not pretend they're silly. You yeah, know, whatever know. it takes, whatever gets you through tonight. I know, but it is, just it is very... I reserve the uh, the right to laugh yeah. at how stupid you are. And this is the thing I found myself laughing a lot. Yeah, when, uh, scenes where I was not yeah. supposed to be laughing, and, and also it was a bit boring as yeah. well. As times, it's like ha- kind of like conversations with friends. Now I know it's a very different show, but I remember at the time saying, "How can something about sex be so boring?" Yeah. And, I, and that wasn't as overtly sexual as this. Yeah, this is even more overtly sexual. And it just it just got when something is so over the top, it actually does become boring after but you know what it's it's like um you know the kind of person who would be described as an edge lord who's trying to shock you with the things they say and yeah. they're just that's, it. that's you know? that's what it's like but the the rolling stone article is, is really good because it kind of basically did an expose on this and mm. how how what a shit show basically right, the show okay. was and that it was taken mm. off this female director and then culture wrote another article and they kind of ended on an interesting point where they say right are there any lessons to be learned from this blighted tv series while an obvious one seems to be about allowing female directors to lead a traumatic female focused story yeah. another one might be that no superstar creative is too big to fail and tess 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 fail which was the weekend's desire to make the show fit his vision seems to have worn one out for better or in this case most likely worse so what yeah. happened was and he has cut like he's come out of this looking so bad and not big because he cannot handle criticism at all so no. anytime anyone has criticized the show he's tweeted and said these really immature <laughs> tweets like oh did i offend you yeah. I'm like, well i think this is brilliant and like I, you know edgelord. i was portraying this guy to be a, a, a sleazeball of pest and actually i think the way he portrays him even though his acting isn't great it's good because i hated him so in that way yeah it's he's, good. Still, he's doing that job yeah sure. but knowing that he yeah. switched this to be more and in the final episode and i won't tell you what said, but something happens where I remember thinking for a second, I was like, oh God, I think I almost feel sorry for him now. And then I thought, oh, that's what they're trying that's to get me wants. to do. Yeah. They want me to feel sorry nice for him. Nice try weekend <laughs> with Noe at the end there. Week- so yeah, you know, much like and just like that, it's such a wasted opportunity because mm. that could be a really interesting. Like I'd love to know what actually went on behind the scenes with the people like Britney Spears and these like horribly sure. corrupt people who were behind But her I think and- the difference with this is, I think... No matter how poor I think the writing is on, and just like that, it is mild. Yeah. It is 
fluff that could fill a gap and get if like you say if you treat it as a fantasy and live in that world yeah. for a little bit it can be a mild distraction i think this is genuinely the world is not better because this thing is in it no you know i think it's i think the world is a like it's a, a minuscule bit worse, worse because yeah. this exists yeah there's no redeeming quality to it i think it's the music is is good. At, yeah, some of the parts, music is good. Yeah, but that's I think not his, Lily Rose Depp is very good. She's you can very see good, that yeah. she's going to probably do Absolutely. very good things. It's a uh, it's and people keep talking about this uh, connection with Selena Gomez, which is really weird because uh, apparently the weekend used to date her, and people okay. are saying that that the idol that character might be oh, based, right, based on, on her. her. Differently, okay. it's it's very strange. It's just so dark, and actually, I was kind of starting to not never look forward to an episode but I was kind of interested to see what happens because the story does get more the first two episodes are just ridiculous and they're yeah. a bit like Fifty Shades of Grey it gets more interesting as it goes on so I was interested to see what happened and then to have a showcase of all the musicians at the end and that's really interesting but then when I didn't have to watch it anymore I went on to watch it just like that which is a lot lighter and I remember actually feeling a little bit relieved yeah, it's just so would. dark yeah, yeah. and that used to happen to me after Euphoria right. as well while I was watching it yeah it was I good. couldn't finish Euphoria because I just yeah I can it understand just, that like sometimes it's, so bleak. it's like um what's that movie uh about the hunger strike the hunger about right. Michael Fassbender oh yeah and I'm it's supposed to be great yeah. it's supposed to be but I just find I want to watch so it bleak. but I cannot figure out what mood I'd be in yeah. where I kind of go you know what I think I'll, I'll stick watch, on the hunger oh I feel and like watching just, something bleak yeah I just can't like if it if it came on TV I'd probably watch it then yeah uh, but I just can't imagine picking that out to be my evening's viewing I don't I don't yeah. know but anyway, that's two th- we never really have two no. things we're not recommending yeah so maybe can we think of one thing each that we'd recommend okay what am I listening to at the moment oh there was something Blur's new album I listened to today that okay. was the, just came out today that and I good. thought it was really good okay great um, and I think it's it's don't go in expecting Park Life 2 it's, right. uh, it's the work of people in their mid 50s and you know I think they still got it I think they're working really hard and I think it's there's some great songs on it right. a couple I wasn't overly moved by but I think it's a grower but it's just it made me think you know we're too quick to dismiss things nowadays, yeah. particularly music, where and particularly a legacy band like Blur, where you kind of go, "Oh, it's not as good as Park Life, an album I've loved for thirty years." Yeah, you know, and you yeah, kind of go, "This, yeah. I just listened to this today," yeah, and that's you know, true. Sometimes so, you just have to, to force yourself to listen. N- to these in the same way, I went to see the Indiana Jones movie, which oh, okay. I really enjoyed, even though a lot of critics don't seem to like it. But I, I went in with that going, I'm not going to expect much. Yeah, I'm certainly not going to expect to enjoy it like I did when I was. 10 when i saw 11 when i saw the first one yeah because you know i can't you can't enjoy a film when you're when you're much older when than you did when you were 12 13 Mm. it's not possible yeah so if you take it as what it is on its own merits i I think you could enjoy it great mission impossible i enjoyed as well took down to see that it was really good good. Um, oh i watched um oh so one thing i loved reese i saw it uh a lot later than everyone else I watched Triangle of Sadness and I That's, loved yeah, that. I, that I absolutely loved yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I was. So I, I didn't know anything about it going in, which mm. is how I like to go into films. All I knew was about rich people on a boat. <laughs> That's all I've been told. <laughs> so I really didn't know anything about it. Absolutely loved it. Right. Like, it's it kept right. changing the whole time. Too. So really liked that. Uh, went to see oh, the Wes Anderson film. What's it called? Oh, uh, Asteroid City. I Asteroid saw that City. as well. Yeah, now, again, I went in with really low expectations because mm. I'm actually not a massive fan of Wes Anderson. I know he's really quirky. He looks really good. Mm. I can understand why people like him. I've always found his films a little bit boring and pointless. Right. But actually, I quite enjoyed this. as just right. an experience, a visual experience. Yeah. You know, it looks really good. Really big name stars. They're quite funny the way they go on. I don't know if I'd see it again. But it Yeah, was, I was, was okay. a bit underwhelmed by it. It was fine. You know, he's always going to be decent. But like I think I was saying to you, I, I can't recommend Rushmore enough. It's right. a second yeah, film. Yeah, I must watch that. I have And you seen, seen the Rose Hannabams? Yeah, see, that's the one that I, I think I always find a bit boring that right. everyone seems to love. So that's Might be problem. worth a revisit just yeah. to see if it's aged better for you. But, yeah. but Rushmore, I loved. Okay, right. It's about like this kid in a private school who doesn't want to leave. Right. And he's kind of, he's, he joins in every society in there 
but he's regarded as the worst student they've got. Right. But he's, it's just really sweet film. I okay. love it. Right. It's just I must, really yeah, great. maybe I'll watch that. It's like one of my all time favorites. Okay. It's, well, that's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. I recommend that completely. Okay. Well, I really recommend Triangle Sadness okay, for people. But actually, that. I don't like recommending it because I think the reason I enjoyed it so much was because I was so shocked going into right, it. Okay. I didn't know what yeah. to expect. So try and not look up anything about it well, beforehand. Well, take the, the Lorraine Harton approach and don't watch a trailer. Yeah. Just jump right <laughs> just in. It's probably going, the best way. Going cold. Yeah. Alright, so we don't know what we're doing for the no. next one. But yeah, that's so that's two now that we didn't we don't yeah. really but at least we can warn you not to particularly watch <laughs> Learn from our mistakes, yeah. you know. Don't know what we're doing next time unless no. you have an idea. Not really, but we'll figure something we'll out figure as usual. Something out anyway. yeah. okay. All right. That's great. If, if your mum and dad are still listening, yeah. thanks Hi, for thanks staying tuned. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> All, right. All right, until next time.